Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Welcome to our 65th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we wanted to keep it simple and go to one of our favorites, which is Bullet. But we wanted to have a, a flight of all of the different bullets. Mm-hmm. So we have the the yeah. rye. We're, well, we're, we're drinking just the regular bourbon first. Oh, just okay. the Bullet bourbon. And then doing the Bullet rye. Right and then that. finishing off with the barrel strength. Yeah. Which is my fave. Yeah. I wonder how it's going to be like when we Well, I think by the time you finish the rye, your face is kind of numb. So <laughs> I don't think the the barrel strength's going to be too bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe yeah. you're right. We had uh yeah. we we had we still had some rye and the burb and the I'm sorry, the barrel strength left and then our neighbors, Sean and Jennifer got me a a big, big old bottle. The big like AA bottle size of, a- <laughs> of bullet bourbon. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So we got to get cracking on that. Yeah. So yeah. It's huge. That's what she said. <laughs> um, so this week we are, we're going to be talking about like reasons why, or I guess why do you want to get back with your ex? You know, you break up with someone and a lot of people out there tend to <clears throat> try to get back with their ex and I guess rekindle the mm-hmm. the relationship. Um, well, and it, it all stemmed from, once again, another person reaching out yeah. about what they were going through. Mm-hmm. And they had ended a, a, a fairly decent length relationship mm-hmm. um, that they had had. Uh, they didn't really give a whole lot of insight on what transpired for the demise relationship, but that they were attempting to really just kind of re-engage and rekindle and and give it a second chance. Yeah. And so the question was really kind of what's our opinion about yeah. that. Uh-huh. Um, yes, and thank you for yeah. for reaching out. I mean, that that's what we want, you <clears throat> yeah. know. We want more people to to engage with us and mm-hmm. and ask us questions. That's that's what we're here for. Yeah. And this was of course it was a, it was a topic we hadn't discussed yet. Yeah. Um I don't even think we've kind of remotely even touched on it Mm-mm. in any other realm, which is kind of weird. Yeah. So, yeah, anything anything that we especially have not talked about before that just, you know, gives us good ideas and stuff to discuss and talk about, and it, it provokes us to think about it, mm-hmm. um, and then we just kind of can talk it out and draw our conclusions and, and, once again, share our opinion on what we think is good, bad, and ugly about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but um, before we get started with all of that, Seth, of course, has his dumbass post of the week. Yep. This one says, never miss out on a good person that can make your life great just because they're a little difficult. The good ones never come easy. Oh, gosh. That's just <laughs> awful. Yeah, it is. It's, it's another one of those excuses of, you know... I'm a handful, but I'm uh, worth it type of mentality. Yeah. Uh, the good ones um, never yeah. come easy. Yeah, the pain in the ass ones never come easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Quit spending your time wasting it on these high-maintenance type of people. individuals mm-hmm. and people because it's just going to make, once again, it's going to translate into you having to work hard. I mean, the definition of it never comes easy says it's going to take hard work. Mm-hmm. And that goes against our, our mantra yeah. of what we believe. Yes, exactly. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we I guess like to get started with with this topic, we, we really wanted to kinda go over what what we mean and, and I guess who we are including in, and basically who we're not including in yeah. this type of in this scenario of getting back with your ex. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've we've realized that if we don't really kind of give our definition of what we're referring to People that need to listen to the Don't Get Offended episode should listen to that. Yeah. But, you know, when, when we are talking about this, we are being being pretty specific about 
the time frame of the breakup and the people we're looking at, we're not talking about what, what I don't want to hear are, are people that are like, well, I've been married for 25 years and, and to my high school sweetheart and we broke up at senior prom. I, I don't give a shit what you did in high school. That's not, we aren't talking about high school breakups and now that you're adults that your relationship is working you know and i know that because there is there is some relationships where you know it's it's now worked out and but it's like (laughs) but these are the scenarios that we're not talking to is uh you know someone that they they left their long long lost love you know, back and, in high school. And you've reconnected after 10 years. Right. And fallen. a lot changes over time. You've mm-hmm. both matured. Your relationship you have now is not what you had when you were 17 years old. Yes. So that's not what we're talking about. Um, we're not talking about, you know, a, a fling or a one-night stand that, once again, down the road, you bump into each other and rekindle, and now you're a successful relationship. That's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about. We are specifically talking about... Those instances that happen all the time where you've been in a relationship for a significant amount of time and you break it off for all the reasons we're going to get into and then you decide in a short period of time, six months or less, that you want to try it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that getting back with the person that ended it is a good idea. I won't, I mean, I even think like within a, a year. A year? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I say six, I mean, yeah, nobody's going to mature or change in six months. I know. Yeah, exactly. But people tend to think they do it overnight. Uh-huh. Especially <laughs> when they go through a breakup. I well, know. they've changed. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be different this time. <laughs> uh, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so, I mean, those are, those are... You, some of the things that we are not talking about and you know we don't want you know uh, with us of course we, we offend people all the time we don't want to offend those people mm-hmm. that <laughs> that are that are in that yeah. situation because we we've seen success stories yeah. of of that significant gap but yes. i'm talking like 10 year gap uh-huh. uh, well and and most of the time in those situations like it wasn't anything that was bad about the relationship that ended. It was yeah. like going to college was, or going to the military. It was distance or, or, yeah. or other substantial factors. You moved away, mm-hmm. things like that that just kind of fizzled it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't you know this horrific breakup that couldn't be repaired and all that stuff. So those are th- that's once again that's not what we're talking about, and and we're not talking about. That that weird, young, nuanced, on again, off again, and now you're married at 21 and you're considering all the times you were on and off again from the time you were 16 to 19. That's not yeah, what we're but, talking about. Yeah, but I mean, about. even then, though, like, I don't know. I, part of me is like, really? Like, even when you're a teenager. Yeah, like, see, I don't, do, I don't penalize people for to do the, on the again, stuff off they do when they're stuff. teens. Like, it's, I don't know. I I guess maybe because I I never well you actually would, did it. I, I I give people and this is this is weird that I give people more slack on this than you do. Yeah, because it's usually the opposite. <laughs> right. I give people the earlier part of their adulthood or later part of their adolescence, teen years into very early adulthood. You should figure out what is wasting time and what isn't. You should know by the time you're. Seriously looking for a partner that on again, off again is stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should damn well know before you're 30, but there's still people that don't figure it out before then. Mm-hmm. There's people I know that are in their 50s that haven't figured it oh, out yet. Oh, gosh. And they're about 30 years behind the Seth Power curve of being a <laughs> moron. So, yeah. But I think anything you did in high school, and I'll even give some of you college or, I would probably put like, Till 23. Yeah. I, I will give people till they're 23 to get their head out of their ass. Mm-hmm. And But by then, you should know that on again, off again, on again, off again is, is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. That it's not a valid relationship. Yeah. That it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, I think even, even from my perspective, if you're on again, off again with somebody during that period of time, and you both mature by the time you're 23, 24, and it stops... You have a very highly successful rate, in my opinion. Mm. 
I don't think that your on again off again when you were in your late teens is gonna Continue. horribly negatively impact your relationship. Yeah. Now I say that and it's still followed by there's still people I know that haven't figured that out. <laughs> right. I know. Well, yeah, and I don't know because yeah, we were talking about it earlier, and because even with myself when I was younger, I <clears throat> I didn't get back with my one of my exes, but I wanted to, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to. But and maybe it's maybe it's a guy thing. Maybe guy. I don't know. But I I guess it was the dump because I, I was the dumpy. Maybe that's think, what it is. I think guys get uh, well. I don't know. I think that's kind of general. But from my experience, I think guys get talked into it. Yeah. Let's give this another try. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is odd because I think guys can tend to be bigger creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we can kind of get into that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I've got to think about that. Let me finish yeah. one of my whiskeys and I'll, <laughs> I'll have a conclusion. But one one question that you really have to ask yourself when you do break up with somebody, and and it's a very important question, is why why did it end in the first place? Yeah. that That's, I think that that's the first step of probably the, it's three big questions. I know we're not really trying to do a list episode here, but there's really three big questions in a very specific order mm-hmm. <laughs> that you have to answer to either continue or not. Mm-hmm. And that's it. The first one is, why did it end? And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we, we've talked on here a lot in, in depth of why relationships end or should end or should have ended. And I think that, yeah, you can say... You know, it ended because, you know, we're, we're, we're not compatible. We don't have sex. I'm not attracted to them anymore. Um, we, you know, there, there was a trust issue. They lied. They cheated. Um, there's just, there's things I can't get over with. You know, maybe it's an issue with their ex. Maybe it's an issue with their family. Maybe mm-hmm. there's all these other things that can, can kind of take place. But even when we're able to make this pros and cons lift, list of should we end a relationship, for a lot of people, even having the glaring list of, I shouldn't be in this, and here's the ten reasons why, mm-hmm. it still takes kind of a sentinel event, and really that straw that breaks the camel's back, to actually end the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're asking. What what? Yeah, you should be completely aware of all that list of things that you knew didn't make you a good couple, mm-hmm. and didn't make them a good partner, or didn't make you a good partner. But what really ultimately was that final kind of snap that said, because I think people can have that list, but they still lack the courage to end it. Yeah. And so, because I I was very aware of all the things that made my marriage bad and all the things that made my partner a bad partner and all the things that I had done that had contributed to us having a bad relationship, but I still didn't have the guts to end it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it takes that that final thing, and, and, and what is that? Is, is it a, a big blow-up fight mm-hmm. where something is said that you can't fix? Is it, you know, uh, you know, just absolute proof that they cheated on you? Mm-hmm. Is it a big lie that they told that, you know, maybe it's an addiction that yeah. you've talked about. Maybe it's gambling. Maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe it's abuse. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but but really, what what really kind of gave you the the umph and that little push to finally say it is over? Mm-hmm. Because something for most people, the list just wasn't enough. It had to be something else. Yeah. Uh, well, I know, and I mean, I had a a huge list mm-hmm. of stuff that of reasons why I should have left my ex even before I actually left him mm-hmm. and I didn't choose to leave him until I had feelings for you. Yep. And I mean, I know that so many people, you know, don't, I, I, and maybe, I mean, who knows if I wouldn't have found you would one, would I have ever ended it? Mm-hmm. And two would, if I did end it, would I have gotten back together right. with him? Yep. And um, one of the things that I saw on that I you know I was doing a little bit of research for the for the episode, but they say that 
around 50% of people get back together with their ex once they've broken up. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think that's a, that's is a that, pretty... Is that 50% of the people the ones that are screwing up the marriage-divorce ratio? I know. I know, If you right? idiots would quit getting back together, the divorce rate wouldn't be 50%. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <clears throat> but right. I found that interesting, though, that that it's the it's really that high. You know, half of us, half of us people are doing that? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and that, that was one of the things that I, I haven't done that since I was 19 years old. Well, I know. And that's the thing, because you learned. And yeah. Half of us are still not learning, yeah. you know? Figure it out. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, and I, my, my thought process was, was, it wasn't even that I was so enlightened when I was 18 years old that I just knew better. It was just, for me, it was really just kind of common sense. Like, well, this, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to work. I mean, if I had gotten fired from a job, I wouldn't beg the job to take me back. If I decided to quit a job, I wouldn't have remorse and decide to go work back at that job again. Mm. But you still see people do that. I think that, that pe- some people yeah, are a little more definitive in their decision-making than others, mm-hmm. um, which I think that's debatable on if, if that's good or not. Because I think someone like me, my definitive ending personality is one of the, the, the negative side of that is I'm, I'm a bridge burner. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, it's in the past. Let's torch that bridge. I don't care if we ever yeah, see each other like again. Yeah, but like in it's... one of the earlier, one of our earlier episodes, you did bring up that like, you know, there was a point where you in your, you know, your last marriage when she ended it, where you kind of felt like, well, you know, maybe we can make this work or whatever. But I think it was like a week over a couple days, maybe even, um, and you were like, no. You know, I, it's, I guess, it was, the, it was like past with, the point of no return. It was within a day or two. Really? Yeah. Because, and, and I wasn't, I, I wasn't that, that pleading guy that was like, let's go to counseling. Let's yeah. make this work. And because I knew it was dysfunctional. Uh-huh. It was just, like I've said before, it was the most upsetting piece was that she dumped me. Well, not only that, but the half half the time away from right. Well, I'm, I'm just I just mean the relationship yeah, itself, though. Yeah. And so, and I wasn't I wasn't even let's try to work it out for our son uh-huh. because I I didn't want him to continue to be exposed to her and me together anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think for a couple of days, I don't even know if I'd call it hope, but it was really like when you're going through that on the receiving end. One of the things you first start to think is, oh, this is just another argument. Mm-hmm. This will cool over. And we had never even had an argument where the word divorce ever even came up. But that was kind of, I think you're just kind of shell-shocked mm-hmm. for 24 to 48 hours. And you're like, was well, she just mad? Yeah. Will this, uh, I guess you're just PMSing really bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you, you don't, you're like, well, is, is it real? Because it kind of feels surreal. Because uh-huh. you're, you're, for me, it was kind of, it was just kind of numb. I wasn't like, I didn't like break down. Um, well, I, I did when I told my mom. Mm-hmm. But even up until I told my mom what was going on, I wasn't like hiding in the basement, crying into a pillow or anything like that. Um, but even right after that, it, it still wasn't this this plea to make it work out. It was just maybe this will blow over. And I know that kind of sounds weird, but that's kind of what I was thinking. And yeah. then, then when she, when I was trying to like push her, cause she didn't give me a reason that they're, they're really, she didn't definitively say I'm cheating on you. I'm, uh, you know, I want something else or, or, or anything. She didn't really even point to anything. It was really more of a, she thought she was doing me a favor is mm-hmm. how she spun it. And so I was kind of pushing her for, an answer. An answer. Right. Well, as like I said, this just doesn't make any sense because you're you're willing to, you know, material wise, you have everything, everything you want. Mm-hmm. So you you want to get rid of that for what? Because you know, if there's somebody else, tell me. Mm-hmm. I need to know if 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 this is going on. I need to know because this doesn't make any sense. And then when she said, "I don't ever want to have to worry about making anyone else happy but me," that's when I was like, oh, "Okay, well, this is." 
is done. This is done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and I that was the point of no return. That was really within a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that made it at least easy for me to be like, okay, now what's what's next? Yeah. How do we wrap this up and finish this up and and what do I move on to next? Uh-huh. Not even another person, but just right. my life in general. Yeah. Well, I think that it is, that it's also important to, like, who, like, who was the one to end the relationship and who was the dumper and the dumpy? Yeah, because your perspective is going to be different. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think as the dumpy, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think the dumpy has less amount of mixed emotions over it than the one that actually does the dumping. I think the biggest thing that happens to the one that got dumped is your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And you start to think you're not good enough. You start to think that it's really like, what did I do wrong? How did mm-hmm. I screw this up? What could have I done different? It's a different form of regret than somebody that dumps somebody and then says, oh my God, what did I do? Why did I end this? Yeah, Because you tend to over-romanticize your relationship. I think both people do that. You think? Yeah, because I've seen people that... I, I've talked to people that have, have been the, the dumpy that were like, we had a great thing, I just never understood. And it's like, no, you didn't. It wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? This is this is a good thing that happened to you. Uh-huh. And, and that was, once again, was, I was at least aware of that. I wasn't like, we had such a great marriage and, and uh-huh. we had everything we... And I didn't... I knew that that wasn't you even real. So that, yeah, I didn't yeah. pretend that we had something we didn't. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do. Or they tend to cling on to those few sparks of really good memories and over-romanticize that that's how it was all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it wasn't. Because well, it'd be I like, oh, like... remember this vacation? Oh, remember when we did that? Well, yeah, you're talking about one week out of the last five years uh-huh. that you did something and had fun. Yeah. If you can't point to something that at least happened within the last month, you're, it's a lost cause anyway. Uh-huh. I think that the, like, the dumper, too, um, I know, like, you know, sometimes I would be like, well, is he really that bad? You Mm -hmm. know, is he really, like, (laughs) and uh, before we even broke up, But that's because everybody says it can always be worse. Yeah, And that's, that's not true. Uh Uh-huh. That's, okay, it is true. But it's up to you to make sure you don't get yourself in a worse situation. I know. Because if you're in a pretty shitty situation, just don't get in another shitty situation. Yeah. Well, and someone has a, has it better off than you do, too. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it can always be better, yeah. too. And so, but, but I think that that's where you, you start to kind of try to weigh those things out. Like, how bad is it? And that's where you hear people like, well, he's a great father, or mm-hmm. he's a great, you know, whatever, or he's... he's He's got this. He's got a good career. He's got whatever you want to fill in there. But even if somebody on paper is good, doesn't mean that they're good for you. Yes, I know. And that that's one of the problems you tend to see is somebody just has discontent. There's a hole. Even in your own marriage, you can have a hole in your in your heart and in your relationship and in your life, and you can't pinpoint why it's there. Mm-hmm. And you look at your partner and you say, well, they aren't this list of bad things. They, they aren't verbally abusive. They aren't physically abusive. They, they aren't a loser. They aren't, you know, all the stuff that we've even talked about. There, there could be people out there listening that's like, well, my, my husband's not like any of those things, but God dang it, I'm still not happy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you're still with the wrong person. Yeah. And, and I think that, that a lot of people will, will try to, you know, my con list is very low. There's a lot of pros to my partner. There's hardly any cons, but... I'll stay because, you know, the pros still outweigh the con, but you're still just... Unhappy. Unhappy. Uh-huh. And it's really hard to dial that in and say, I want out of this because I'm unhappy, but I'm not really sure why I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. I just know that I am. Yeah. And so for those people, it makes it a little more difficult to sever the relationship because there's a different level of guilt and remorse because the partner... Since there wasn't all these cons, the partner doesn't have anything substantial to point to. to, point to. Mm-hmm. And chances are, their friends and family are constantly telling them what a good guy he was oh, and all that bullshit. And that makes it even harder because it's like, huh, maybe they're right. Maybe, maybe there's something wrong with me uh-huh. that 
I can work on and we can stay together at the same time. Uh-huh. When you're just incompatible. I know. Yeah. There's, there's something there that your heart is telling you there's not a connection. Uh-huh. You want there to be a connection really bad, and it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And so you need to find who that happens with. Because there is somebody out there that it's going to happen very easily with. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be so much work that you're trying to put into this. Yeah, I know. Hence our relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it, and it's funny because, like, well, with you saying, you know, he's a good guy and blah, blah, blah. Like, um, my my dad specifically, I mean, he didn't say that to me whenever we broke up or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. But but he would continue continually say all the time, well, he was a good guy. Well, your dad you know? won't and, say anything he, negative about anybody know, anyway. There's been some real pieces of shit that I don't have a problem saying, <laughs> what a fucking loser. And your dad's still like, well, oh, he's, he's a, a really good guy. Good guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just, he I just, know. He doesn't have a negative opinion about anybody. Yeah, but that's, that's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, it, it, it's positive to a fault. Uh, it almost, is, I know. You're it's like, like dad, just, no. just, no, just be on my side. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. He's not a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, like, so many people, um, they tell themselves, like, you know what? I, I'm going to try to make this work. I'm going to try. I'm going to, you know, give it this last go or whatever. The old college try. The old college try. <laughs> and, you know, and, and see if it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... You know, if it doesn't work work out, then fine. But, but at least I know I put everything into it. Yes, that exactly. People really like to say that to make themselves feel better uh-huh. about making a bad decision. Yeah. Well, and you're just torturing yourself. Well, and the other person. Yeah. You're, you're torturing the other person as well. And I think sometimes people think that they're doing the partner a favor by getting back together with them when it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And you're just dragging out the inevitable. Now... Can you get back with an ex and stay with him forever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People do it all the time. People are in unhappy marriages every day mm-hmm. by the millions. Yeah. You can gut it out. You can make it work. You can force that square peg in a round hole all day. And it's not going to fit, but you can play that game forever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it was a good decision. No. And that's where, you know, I, I have, and, and I'm not saying they don't exist. In my limited time in this world... I have not been exposed to any couple that broke up and got back together that's either A, still married, or B, in what I would call a good example of a great marriage. Yeah, I know. I don't see it. I don't know anybody either. Mm -hmm. Other than what we talked about in the beginning where, you know, they may have... Yeah, but that, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's that other caveat but we're not talking no, about. No, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know one. Yeah. And there has been plenty of people that I know that have gotten back together with their ex mm-hmm. and and lo and behold it didn't work yeah, out. It doesn't work out. I was with a guy in the Navy that was married his ex twice. Oh my gosh. He's married five times and three times with the same woman. Oh. And it's like, dude, when are you gonna ever learn? And he was, the third time he was getting ready to retire. He was in his 50s. Wow. And it still didn't work out. Uh-huh. I mean, it didn't, it doesn't magically fix itself. No. And I don't know what the reasons were behind all the breakups. Yeah. And divorces. I mean, I say breakups, it was really divorces. Oh, jeez. Yeah, to get divorced, that meant, mm-hmm. divorced and then married. And then yeah. I just hope they didn't have weddings every time and demand that people go to them and yeah. buy them presents and register and all that right. bullshit. Yeah, I know. Well, I and I think that that's another thing is, like, why do you want to get back with that person in the first place? Yeah. Why? Wh- well, I, I think e- even before that, though, when you still go back to the why did it end, uh-huh. there are some unrepairable aspects. If it's based on trust, that is the hardest one to get past. Yes, yes, it if is. If there was a breach of trust... You it it may take the rest of your life to earn that trust back, and you may never earn it back. Mm-hmm. Is the, and that's that creates a hardworking marriage. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have to continually work on trust issues, you are 
overworking that relationship. Yeah. So anytime there's trust involved. You know, but the good ones never come easy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's how it goes. <laughs> we need more problems. It, it's got it. Your marriage has to be like a VH1 behind the music with all kinds of turmoil and trouble <laughs> and addictions and fights and police for it to be a good story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bullshit. <laughs> Just have a happily ever after. It's way easier. Yeah, way You're easier. You're going to live longer and feel better about your oh, life, Oh, you'll too. be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so you were just saying, though, about the about trust and everything. Well, yeah, it, but, but then, the, I mean, even, even the whys are still... It, are you not attracted to them? Mm-hmm. If nothing... Well, I know we'll get into that a little bit, but why weren't you attracted to them? Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I've used the example of me losing my hair. Yeah. I'm not going to go buy a wig, and I'm not going to get... <laughs> hair plugs. Hair plugs. Uh-huh. So if I'm with someone that doesn't like me because I went bald, that there's nothing that's going to fix that. Mm-mm. So you either have to live with that or don't. Yeah. And that's it. So Or love it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why you just find somebody that loves it. Yeah. You know? But the whys are what you really have to kind of look at as to, why did I do this in the first place? Mm-hmm. What What ended it? And then, why are you wanting to get back together, yeah. as you were saying? Uh-huh. Is, it, is it because of guilt? Is it because of pressure? Well, I think a big one is, is it's because... Well, but people don't say this, but most of the time it's because they're lonely. Mm-hmm. And they just want to... They want someone there with them. And maybe they've they've tried to date around or something or not even and but maybe people aren't people aren't like interacting with them the way that they want to and they're like oh i guess i didn't have it that bad peep yeah one of the things that you tend to see people do is the statement of there are plenty of fish in the sea is very very true Mm -hmm. there are i don't understand why people would want to spend the work and the effort that it's going to take so much of to make a dysfunctional relationship functional. But they won't put even half of that effort into getting back out there to trying to find the right partner for them. I know. They dip their toes in the pool and they're like, oh, nope, I don't like it's this. Cold. Let me just go back yeah. to what I know. Uh-huh. And what I know may be shitty and suck and we fight, but at least it's there. Mm-hmm. And so you have to give... At least I have someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to give the opportunity to find someone else more time. <clears throat> Be single for a while. Well, and find yourself. Yeah. Too. Be happy with if you, within yourself. Exactly. And if you know you ended a relationship because of issues that you're having, don't try to get in a new relationship and sure as shit don't go back to the old one until you fix those issues with yourself. Yeah. Well, and chances are that you, even if you tried to get, or if, if you went back, or not back with the same person, but went back out there before your own issues were resolved, you're going to get back with that same yep. type of person. Well, and that's what happens. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happens. Is you end a relationship because you have whatever is wrong with you, and then you don't fix it, and you get back out there, and your new relationships aren't working either. And you're like, well, I might as well go back to what I had. Yeah. Well, no, because you didn't fix yourself first. Fix yourself first, and then those other relationships will work. But the catch with that is also people will go fix themselves and think, well, I fixed myself. Let me go back to my ex now because oh, maybe it'll work. Gosh, yeah, I know. When you need to just close the chapter uh-huh. and move forward. Yes, I know. Even when there's kids involved. That, yes. And that, that's, that's that's the worst reason to get back with someone. Uh-huh. Well, we have history. We have kids. We grew up together. We've been through everything. They've seen my good. They've seen my bad. Just find somebody else and show well, them Well, I know. And, like, people, you know, say, oh, we have a history together and this and that, which, okay, yeah, maybe, you, of course, you, you've you had happy days with the that person mm-hmm. or whatever. But that's just another chapter in your book. Right. In, in your own book of life. And so why not move forward and, and start fresh and start a new chapter? Have you done the barrel strength yet? No. I really liked the rye. The rye was really good. Yeah. It was yeah. excellent. Like so we've never have we we've never done We've never done these. it in a session like yeah. this. Even when we did the whiskey tasting event, we just had different the barrel had, strength. Yeah. And we had all kinds of different uh-huh. brands. But we've never done bullet 
next to each other. Which is weird. The different ones. I don't know. But yeah, this is I like I like doing this. It's the fun. Ride was good. Yeah. Barrel strength will get you. Yeah, it it definitely will. Kick me. <laughs> right in your chest. Right in my chest. But um, where was I going? What was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. No, getting about as far as getting back with the other ones. Yeah. Uh huh. And why? Yeah. Why? Why are you getting back with them? And and you know, like as we were saying though, with. I think guilt is a huge piece too. People feel bad. They see, if you're the dumper and you see your ex unhappy, mopey, suicidal, Mm -hmm. depressed, you're human and so you feel guilty. I know. And the guilt overwhelms you into falling back into that. Well, and I do, I mean, I don't know. I know that it's really hard on, I think it's hard on both people really to to go through all of that. I think that, you know, it's hard on the the dumpy because, yeah, you don't feel freaking worth it. Mm-hmm. But then it's hard on the other person because they do see that person that they've been with for, for so long going through that and being upset. And maybe, maybe it's... Well, and that's why I tell people to distance themselves. Yeah. Don't stay in their life. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's something that... Especially in, I'm not a bleeding heart, and I'm not a big-hearted person for those things. So Yeah, only for me. Yeah. So I, of course, have a very callous look to it. And so I don't understand how somebody can go through the process of, of breaking up and getting divorced and still, I mean, we talked about being friends with exes, and so everybody knows how I feel about that. But even at this point, once you make that break, for whatever reason, it's time to move. Don't make yourself emotionally available to them any longer. A, that's going to keep you from preventing to see the, the train wreck that you left behind. Uh-huh. <laughs> B, it's going to help out with some of that guilt. And C, it's going to help them move on a, in a life without you. You are doing them a disservice by keeping yourself readily available. When you dump somebody and you say, <coughs> just let me know. I still want to be friends. Yeah. There's, you know, this is, this is amicable or whatever. Let me know if you need anything. I still love you. I still don't say all that bullshit. Even if you still feel that, it needs to be done. Yeah, you need to rip the bandaid off. Yeah, you're you're hurting them in the long run by giving, allowing them to utilize you as any type of support. Period. Mm -hmm. But people do that out of guilt. I'm going to put myself in this situation with them because I feel bad about breaking up. And you're you're hurting yourself, but you're also hurting them doing that. Yeah. So you need to have that that clean break, even if it's a messy reason as to why you're breaking up. But it needs to be clean and move on, mm-hmm. because that's how dysfunctional relationships continue to get back together. Yeah. Because you're still having touch points, you're still seeing each other, you're still talking, you're still hanging out, you're still doing things. You're hanging out with the same people. Yeah, that, I think that's a big one too. I always say move. <laughs> <laughs> Just move, get away well, from the whole thing. I know, but like, and, and some people would probably argue with you saying that, you know, you're just running away from your problems. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I do think that you need to, you need to start fresh, though. Yeah, you don't need to have all of that stuff continuing in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and it is gonna, you know, as much as the even as the dumper, like. If you did see that person with another per- with another person too, like you're yeah, gonna how be, would you feel about yeah. That, how are right? you gonna feel? And you know, are you gonna feel? Oh my gosh, yeah. This this sucks. This mm-hmm. this hurts me. And now I want to get back together. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so your why of getting back together may or want to get back back together may be out of jealousy. Yeah, and I don't want them to be with anybody else, but. Mm-hmm. And if they I could, they could be with me, then that's fine. You know, one of the things that you can still see with these is really this almost narcissistic behavior of the dumper says the relationship's over, we're ending it. Then they actually see the other person doing okay. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they expected them to be more broken and torn up, and they weren't. Mm-hmm. And now you're like... Well, I don't want you to be happy that you're not with me. Yeah. Let's get back together. Oh. 
And then they kind of flipped the table uh-huh. where you went from being the person that ended it to now you're the one pleading to get back together. Uh-huh. And that's a very self-destructive pattern of behavior. You're uh-huh. a very selfish person. And like I said, that's, I think that's just very that's narcissistic behavior right uh-huh. there that you tend to see. Um, so you shouldn't be doing that. And don't allow somebody to do that to you. I know. You know, yeah. that's one of the one of the things that I don't know if we've talked I think we may have talked about it on here before, but whenever you and I were seeing each other and I went to like finalize my divorce, uh-huh. my ex was like acting depressed that night. Yeah. And I was just like I had already moved on. Uh-huh. I was with you. I think you were at the house on your day off and I went to the courthouse to go through the finalization yeah, process. I was. And all I could think about was getting back home so we could have sex. <laughs> Yeah. So I was completely over it. <laughs> right. And then I'm getting texts from my ex yes. about how this is just kind of sad. And it's like, okay, this you're was the one your decision. This. So, yeah. all right. I mean, it's like, I don't know what, what, I don't know what you want me to say to that. Yeah. Um, and it was because you were happy. Yeah. Cause she, because it, she, it didn't cause bother she, me. Yeah, I wasn't upset you, that day. Mm, like what? Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is weird. Like, why isn't he as upset? And maybe, you know, it wasn't working out with her current boyfriend or something. Yep. So. She, well, she was having regret on, on different levels mm-hmm. of that stuff. Um, so, yeah. But I, I think that, that identifying, you know, why you, why are you wanting to re-engage with that ex? Um, and I would mentioned briefly about pressure. And I, I think I specifically mean friends and family. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of said it earlier. But yeah, when, when you don't give the next chapter enough opportunity to develop and meet someone else or stay single long enough or or move on with your life. And and it takes time. It, I, it's not a 30-day juice cleanse and you're ready to move on. Yeah. You have to give it time. Sometimes it takes months and years, but you see people that barely get out there. They're like, mm-hmm. "Well, I'm going to I just got to clear my head. I'm going to go I'm going to go off and and do this with the girls or whatever or I'm going to go to Vegas with the guys and clear my head. I'm going to you know, go do this, and, and you try something really outside of your normal behavior to kind of like jar yourself into your new reality, and you realize you don't like it as much, mm-hmm. and you're like, damn it, I thought I was missing out on this life, and I don't really miss it. Yeah. I wish I was with them again. Well, Anything new is going to be out of your comfort zone because your comfort zone was shitty. Yeah. So it's going to take a little bit of adjusting. You have to give it time. It may take two years for you to feel more comfortable by yourself or away from your partner. Yeah. But people don't give it enough time. They they immediately get out there. They try something like, Ugh, I don't like this. I, I got to run back to what I know. Uh-huh. And you're setting yourself and your partner for failure. Yeah. Give it time. Yeah, well, I know, and and I guess to be fair, like to be fail, to be fair. but the when you do become single, and you get out there and everything, and then you see, I mean, as a female, you see all these these guys, you know, pawing at you and and all this stuff, and you're like, ugh, yeah, no, these guys are half the men of who I was with before, yeah, like. That, those shitty dudes make your less shitty ex-husband look better. Right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. Then you're like, what did I think I made a big mistake? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when you go back to your ex. Yeah. And you're like, I played the field for a little bit and I didn't like it. Uh-huh. Well, you didn't play it long enough. Or you went to the wrong field that was all broken down and run out, run down and yeah, a block and, away from where you grew up. Right. And then what was that episode that we did about about that? Like... Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Don't Go date the same else. circle of the two mile radius of where you grew up. Yeah. That's, you know. Yeah. It's get out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That and that and that. That's the funny thing because you, you see it play out on social media. You see these, and we've talked about it on before, but you see these, especially women. It doesn't happen to guys as much, if at all. I don't think I've seen a guy that I've known yet that got divorced, and then all these girls were commenting on his selfies but then again i haven't seen guys get divorced that post thirsty ass selfies like women do either so (laughs) maybe that's maybe that's the key fellas once you get single just you know wear some tight fitting pants and take some grotesque selfies and pucker your lips up and use some filters and then them bitches will be running all over you no that doesn't work that way i don't know why it works for women oh my gosh but you you see because guys are more visual desperate 
<laughs> you see, you see, you see it play out on social media how the the female gets posts those thirsty ass posts mm-hmm. and you know shit attracts flies and that's all it is. Yeah. And then she gets all these flies coming at her, and like I've said before, real men, worthwhile and classy guys, aren't going to respond to that type of behavior no. in the first place. Uh-uh. And you end up in a same type of situation or worse situation. Yeah. And those are the dumb bitches that are like, it could always be worse, and I know. Because I left what I had for this, and, and what this is wasn't good. Well, <coughs> it's like you didn't give it enough time, and you went fishing in the sewage drainage instead oh. of a really good lake. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fish in the sea, not fish in the sewage drainage area <laughs> outside of your neighborhood right. where all the hood rat moron dudes hang out. <laughs> I know. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I don't know. I mean... I, I'm trying to think like other things though, you know, with of people. why they would start to move, try to move back into it. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's remorse. I think it's guilt. I think it's it's pressure from friends and family. Oh, I, and, I know. Like remorse was another yeah, another big thing. Like, and that's that's one thing about about the like about remorse is. You know, they come back and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. You know, give this this mm-hmm. whole spiel on. Well, and, and I think really the why are you considering it is you think they've changed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or they've apologized. Yes. It may not, it, it, especially if it had to do with trust issues or things like that. The apology tends to mean a lot to somebody, mm-hmm. some people. Yeah. I'm not an apologetic person, so people apologizing to me don't mean a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But if you are one of those type of people, sometimes an apology means the world to you. Mm-hmm. And 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 I see I see people get burned with that, especially very forgiving, kind-hearted, and positive people. When somebody apologizes, because they're such a sincere, honest person, they assume that the person apologizing is as well. I know. And it's like no, they're they're just apologizing to get their way. Yeah. And you have to know the difference. Uh-huh. Uh, but a lot of people don't know the difference. Well, I know. And, like, you have to wake up, people. Like, I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm i I'm a really nice person, you know, as it is. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, like, in my younger years, I could have been, I was probably more, I don't know. I, I, Naive? Yeah. yeah. And I would have, I would have been okay with. You know, an apology and mm-hmm. stuff, but you know, of course, as everyone says, actions speak louder than words. Yep. And so, is that person has that person really done everything other than just an apology mm-hmm. to get you back in a good, solid relationship yep. together? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most that's... times they haven't. Well, and and. It hasn't, once again, I'll go back to it, it hasn't been enough time. Mm-hmm. And what you tend to see is, is it starts off innocently enough. And, and, and you see it in real life, but you see it in, in movies as well. But it's the, we broke up, let, let, can we, let's just go get a cup of coffee and talk. Let's, let's just go grab a drink, or let's just go grab something to eat and just talk. Mm-hmm. You should be saying no to those encounters. No matter how innocent you think they are, yeah. those are the little stepping stones that are going to lead you back down to this path of dysfunctionality. Uh-huh. So you should not be interacting with them, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of the things you talked about with your ex. You had to eventually realize that our conversations aren't going anywhere. Mm-mm. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm unhappy. Every time I talk to him, I've got to cut him out completely. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did. And you had to do that to move on. Yeah. And people don't understand sometimes because it sounds so harsh what that really should look like. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are very big hearted and they they don't want to say, well, I'm not going to hang out with this group anymore because they know who my ex is. Or or maybe they even have a parent that's like, well, I'm still crazy about them. I still love him. Can I, I still want to talk to him. I'm still going to send him birthday cards and all that. And and you may have to tell your family to stop. Yeah. Knock it off. Do not contact them at all. Well, and it may be hard for you at first, mm-hmm. but eventually you'll realize that this was the best decision that I could have made. As long as you make another a good decision after that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. As long as you 
learned. <laughs> Learn and are happy within yourself, mm-hmm. too. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I think... I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else with the the why people decide. But I, I think the the big last and and really final question that you have to ask yourself, whether whether you're the dumper or the dumpee, mm-hmm. is what has changed that's going to make it work this time? Yeah. That, I think that's the biggest... Yeah. The biggest question of all. And is the change proven? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Because that's, that's one of these bullshit lines that women notoriously fall for. Mm-hmm. I've changed. I miss you so much. I've changed. I know what I did was wrong. And you eat it hook, line, and sinker, and then you take the dipshit back, and lo and behold, you're in the same position you were two weeks later. Uh-huh. Or I whatever know. it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, or that you were like six months ago or whatever. Yeah. I know. Well, and, you know, I'd, I hadn't dumped my ex at the time, but, you know, I did, I mentioned before that even before I met you that I wanted to leave him and I told him I want to leave him and he was like, oh, I'll change, I'll change. And of course I gave him another chance Mm -hmm. and he didn't change. And more times than not, they're not going to change. And I, I think I would give you more credit for someone telling you they're going to change and expect them to change than my dumb ass being told, I am how I am, I'm not going to change, and then I just sit back and hope they're going to change. Yeah. Even though they made it perfectly clear that they're not going to. <laughs> I know. I know. So don't do what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a dumbass like I was. <laughs> if they aren't going to change, and you know they're not going to change, spoiler alert, they're not going to fucking change. No. So bounce on out of there yeah uh-huh but you know i i think it's you know and i think when, when you ask that question well what what has changed and and why is it going to be different this time around mm-hmm. are, are there some valid reasons to that maybe i mean i i think that i i i could honestly see someone convincing themselves that excuse me that well we got married very young we had a lot of growing pains. And we had growing up to do. We had growing up to do. We had kids too early. We <clears throat> divorced, but we've been really good friends and really good parents. Maybe we can do this again. I see how all of that combined would give you a false sense that it's going to work. Hope. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've seen that play out, and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, I'm, I'm not saying that it, it won't. There, there may be... a thousand cases out there where it has okay. i just don't know of them mm-hmm. i haven't seen it happen and the people that i've seen contribute to you know articles or or papers on this uh, it just sounds so hokey i find it very hard to believe that mm-hmm. they're happy and once again is it working to the point to where you are a good example of a great marriage mm-hmm. one thing i can't stand to hear is when people talk about what a great relationship somebody over here has. They're, they're giving a toast at an anniversary party, and they talk about the ups and downs that they've had as a couple and the on-again, off-again, and, and, and the fights and all that, but we're here to celebrate them. It just pisses me off. That irritates me, yeah. too. It's like, what yeah. are we celebrating? That two people were too stupid to leave one another yeah. and go actually be happy with somebody that could have made them unconditionally happy uh-huh. but no they're too lazy so they gutted it out now we're here toasting their 50 year anniversary of a relation shit for 50 years <laughs> yeah i know well i think it's probably gonna get worse as we get older too oh you think i'm opinionated about a good marriage now <laughs> wait till we've been married for a long long time i know these young whippersnappers they aren't even prepared for that <laughs> type of wrath yet but like and that's the thing, like, hopefully we, <laughs> with the podcast and everything, that we're able to to get a, get our word out there that, that will actually benefit people later on, yeah. you know? Because mm-hmm. we, I mean... We've made the dumbass decisions before, yeah. just not with each other. <laughs> we <laughs> exactly. made those mistakes. We stayed in those bad relationships. We got... Well, I, I know you, you didn't really, but I, I, I got back with exes before when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we, we've, we've been down that path. And, mm-hmm. and we've seen it enough and been exposed to it enough in all kinds of different... But that's the other thing I was going to say, in all kinds of different scenarios. 
people tend to put this unique label on their relationship. Like, well, the world just doesn't understand us. And that oh, our relationship is just so special that we don't have to follow the normal rules of relationships. And we can make this work. And, and we do belong to each other because we're just so different. Get the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. That's not true. Yeah. You're as dysfunctional as the next dysfunctional relationship. You're only just dysfunctional in a different way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. But I, I, I hate that, too. Uh-huh. Of, of Don't let anybody tell you what, what a good relationship looks like. Don't listen to that because we're telling you what a good relationship does look like. Yeah. You know, it's yes. there's there's not this big secret formula to it and getting back with your ex that you don't want to have sex with and you don't like and you don't get along with, you don't have shit to do with each other is not going to lead to a good marriage. No. Uh-uh. So I don't know why people think it is. Yeah. You know. I know whether you had good times together or not. Right. Something there there was something wrong in your relationship that made one of you want to end it. Yeah. And why why do you think that it's going to be any better if you get back together? Mm-hmm. Especially if there hasn't been enough time for the change of whatever needed to change, the maturity or, or growing up or whatever it is, to take place. Mm-hmm. And that's why we disclose or disclude. Uh, discluded? That's not even Dis- a word. Disclosed. No. Oh, discounted. That's what oh. I was trying to say. Well, I'm on my third <laughs> glass. And this is the barrel strength. <laughs> it is. That's why we discounted those relationships that actually kind of went through that. Yeah. Where it didn't work for whatever reason, but significant amount of time passed, and now it does work. Yeah. I know, because you've grown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got to allow that to happen. Um, and I think that that's really, at the end of the day, that's really the only example that I would see where... I can say, well, it does work in this situation right here, mm-hmm. where there's been that significant time of growth and break. And like I said at the beginning, that's not going to happen in a month, in no. three months, in six months, and you said not even a year. Mm-hmm. I think really it's going to take longer than that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and what you tend to find is if you're willing to commit to that break, you realize either you or your partner or hopefully both can find real happiness with people that are really going to make him happy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know, I know that's kind of what I thought in my previous relationship was I wanted him to, to find someone else. And maybe it was guilt too. me being me feeling guilty that I was the one to break up with him. But I, yeah, I was like, I want him to be happy too. See, I wanted my ex to find someone that made her as miserable as she made me. <laughs> is, that, I, is, that, is that the same thing? No. No. Oh, okay. Not at all. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, I know that a lot of people do go through this. A lot of people, you know, teeter around the decision mm-hmm. of getting back with their ex. And I think that... You know, thankfully, someone did reach out to us and yeah. and well, tell us about their situation. It is one hundred percent emotionally driven decision, mm-hmm. and and like I've said on here before, your heart is wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to common sense, mm-hmm. um, but because this is such an emotionally driven issue, an emotionally driven decision, your heart can steer you in the wrong direction sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's not the best best path for you or your partner to take. No. Or your ex-partner in this case. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, I don't have, I don't really have anything else to add to you. I don't, huh? I'm done with all my whiskey. Yeah, you are. Which one was your favorite? Um, it's between these two. The last two. You know, I really liked the rye a yeah. lot. It was really good I this time around. I liked the, this, uh, the barrel, the barrel strength. It really had like... I, I tasted like a real like caramel caramel yeah uh-huh, flavor, but yeah. it was like really strong, and I think that the rye was like the rye was perfect. Yeah, uh huh, just strong enough, but not. I, I was you know it was it was really neat because I think the barrel strength is just so strong. It's totally different than these two. Mm-hmm. But drinking them back to back, the rye you you could really just pick up on the differences. Yeah. Where I think before I was kind of like yeah, when I when I go on travel or we go to a restaurant, I'd be like, do you have they have the bourbon or the rye, and if they had the rye, I'd get the rye. Mm-hmm. But well, I was the okay rye wasn't either. a go-to. Yeah, it was yeah. usually the bourbon. And uh-huh. I, I love the bourbon. Uh-huh. Um, 
and it's still great, but I think you're drinking them in this secession, I think the rye really yeah, kind of stands out I, for Yeah, I think so, too. And I think yeah. if I want to get messed up quick, it's barrel strength all day. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. And I would rather use the barrel strength, actually, to mix with the drinks like we do already. Oh, uh-huh. The only one we didn't have was the 10-year. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that one on here. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. so I guess that about wraps it up for today. Um, but as always, thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and reach out to us. Let us know. Yeah, reach out. Yes, like like this up. person and you know a person a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. It's it's so nice to hear from you guys. So yeah, reach out and we'll talk about whatever yeah, you whatever have it coming. is you bring up. Yep. Yeah, and, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.